if you've got your um, bulletin, the fill-in one, the single sheet, then you have a the outline for this evening. And we'll further this next week on a different vein, looking at it at different differently. <clears throat> we were in Romans, I mean Ephesians chapter five. I mean chapter six. <laughs> chapter six and verse fifteen. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so protection for what we sow, protection for what we show, and now protection for where we go is the, the armament that we've seen thus far. So for protect, protection for where we go, our feet shod. I know that some get around with bare feet as we started last week. We mentioned that. Not a whole lot of people get around like that, but some do. Um, <clears throat> what, a, what a difference shoes make if you're not used to walking on bare feet, in bare feet. You can get along a lot better and more protected. And <clears throat> everywhere we go, we should wear the shoes of the gospel, is what we looked at last week. The preparation of the gospel of peace is what we are to wear. Um, <clears throat> Hide God's word in our heart that we're prepared to go. Or do we have unconfessed sin in our lives and we can't go because it's hindering us from testifying and being a good testimony? We haven't mastered scripture maybe. We haven't learnt the skills of soul winning and sharing the, the gospel truth. We are fearful and afraid as we looked at last week. And the Lord spent three years training men in preparation to go out with the gospel of peace, the shoes of the gospel of peace on their feet. He trained them and we ought to train evangelists, pastors, teachers, missionaries, church leaders, church planters, soul winners. Um, <clears throat> how long does it take for a person to become a tradesman? Well, the general apprentice is sometimes around three or four years, some have to do a certain amount of work after that to qualify. I think plumbing was at six years. That's like a doctor. <laughs> but all those things they train up in to learn the tools, to learn the trade, to learn things so it's just automatic in your mind. <clears throat> and it doesn't become, we don't become Bible expositors and teachers and master the principles of hermeneutics and homiletics. That's hermeneutics, how to interpret the Bible and homiletics, how to put a sermon together. We don't master that in a day. It takes a lifetime and then you die. <laughs> you just get used to doing it and then you die. And uh, Ben Al Methuselah, he, he, he had 900 years in which he could master it. Noah, Noah he, he lasted a long time too. and he, 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 he was a preacher of righteousness, wasn't he? He mastered it, but he learnt a lot and you can imagine trying to debate a person like Methuselah or Noah or those Abraham when they were hundreds of years old and you're only in your teens or 20s or 30s or 40s, 50s even. They'd had experience, they knew the answers, they'd memorised things. And as a Christian, when we've had the experience of going out with the gospel of peace, shod our feet shod with them, then it's good to listen to people that have had that experience. Um, <clears throat> we looked at several verses last week but let's look at some of these 
in this outline. The Lord said he came. Can you finish it? Has God far enough yet? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the chief purpose for which he came. To redeem everybody that from Adam to the last person living in the future to redeem them. He came to seek and to save. That's why Jesus came. That's his purpose. And so this is a this feat shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace is important for the Christian soldier to listen to and take heed to. Now, first <clears throat> Corinthians chapter three is the first one there. I'll give you the points to fill in for the first one and we'll see then we'll read the scriptures in the others and see if you can guess what they are <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i should do the second one first because that's easier than the first one first <laughs> uh, corinthians chapter 3 verse 5 and we'll cover we'll look at this one a little bit lord willing next week as well who then is paul and who is apollos but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. They heard the gospel, the Corinthians, through these men, Paul and Apollos. I have planted, Paul, Apollos has watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. We're all in with the same purpose. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labour. So, you see, if we sow the seed, if the person doesn't get saved when we're witness to him and get saved under someone else, God still accounts for that. And he honours the, the labour that's put into that. So don't be discouraged that someone else has reaped when you didn't reap that soul. For we are labourers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. The church is God's husbandry, like a, a nurseryman uh, taking care of the nursery. Ye are God's building. He's putting it together, stick by stick, brick by brick. Um, <clears throat> according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And Paul was foundational. He's one of the apostles, according to Ephesians 3, I think it's verse 20. And another buildeth on it, but let every man take heed how he buildeth upon it. Boy, it's been 2,000 years that the church has been in building. Come, come um, eight years, nine. How many, Doug? Nine years' time. It'll be 2,000 years from Pentecost, almost. Not, not far to go. Um, <clears throat> you know, everyone got excited when the millennium happened. I'm more excited when the millennium <laughs> of the Lord's death burial and resurrection happens because I yeah I'm looking forward to that not far away let's let's survive till then <laughs> well maybe even earlier ask brother Langley he's got it all figured out <laughs> he told me on Saturday <laughs> he shared that with you anyway <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that <laughs> but we do live in exciting times we're to share the gospel until he comes now What's the two words here? I said I'd give them to you, didn't I? <laughs> that we fill in in the blanks there. Soul winning, the mission and the method. One soul at a time, usually. 
There have been big revival meetings and things like that where many people got saved at once. Happened at Pentecost. It has happened in our, in our well, back 50 years ago where great things happened. But there is a mission and a method and it's sowing and reaping. No, sowing and watering and reaping, building, labouring together. Um, <clears throat> So there's the mission and method of soul winning that's given in 1 Corinthians 3 verses 5 right down to 15. And the reward will be everybody's according to the input they put in to doing the work of the Lord with the gospel shoes on. Now, Matthew, let's go to Matthew chapter 28. Nineteen and twenty, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. <clears throat> What's this? You've got to keep the alliteration going right. Starts with M. The mandate. You got an outline Bible? No, good. <laughs> the mandate. That's the command and the mandate that God, the Lord Jesus gave before he left. Go into all the world and preach the gospel after his death, burial and resurrection. This is what he told the disciples to do. And he also declared it in Acts chapter 1. And those verses there. <clears throat> um, Mark chapter 16, verses 14 to 16. And 1 Corinthians where he spoke about, is it First Corinthians? Where he spoke about reconciling. It might be Second Corinthians, about chapter five. So the mandate is to go and win souls. That's what his intent and purpose for the church is. Gospel shoes again are put on as we go, and a mandate is this command is to be obeyed, not to be debated. Just go, go. I had uh, Brian phone me up today and said, "I've run out of, I've run out of this one." Got, he said, "There's none left in church." I said, "There's two boxes." He said, "No, they're all gone." <laughs> okay. He said, "I need 500 more." So, uh, hey, if you've got any at home, he needs 500. I've got a hundred. There's a hundred here. So, if you've got any more of them, he's, he's doing a certain square in in town. He's getting, and then he's going to do another. But the, the gospel shoes, sharing the gospel. It, it, yeah, he might not be talking to anybody. He might get the opportunity to do so when you do those things, uh, giving tracts out. But the mandates, go and, and do it. And others have been doing that too in their areas. Um, <clears throat> the next one, and each one of these, if you remember, yeah, Doug probably does, <laughs> these, each one of these points was a whole morning service message and I've just put them all into one set here Acts chapter 16 and verse 31 well, this is the Philippian jailer he asked the question to Paul and Silas what did he ask sirs what and what was the reply and thou shalt be saved and thy house so <clears throat> the message Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We call it something that starts with G. 
believe the gospel. And what is the gospel? Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 4. Yep. Death, burial and resurrection according to the scriptures. That's in that portion there, 1 Corinthians. And Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. So what is this? What do we put in here in the fill-in? I think I already gave it. Message. The message of soul winning. The message of the soul winner. That's number three. The third M. And you've got to write, you should have the number of little blanks as the number of letters there. Next one. In John chapter 17, it's the Lord's high priestly prayer for those that would get saved through his and there, the apostles' testimony. We have a motivation. Oh! <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Okay, I did. <laughs> John 17, verses 1 to 24. Well, what is it then, Smarty Pants? It's based around that Jesus Christ is praying to the Father for those that are his and that he's not here, will not lose them, will not be. Yep. Keep going and have the word. The word hasn't come yet. Yeah, but the motivation, yeah. What, what should be our motivation in everything we do, and particularly soul winning? That, that's driver. Glory. To glorify the Lord. And that's, that's in that portion in 17. So, uh, I didn't have an M, but a G. <laughs> and glorify thou me with the glory that I had before the world was said the Lord Jesus and that glory would be that people would go out and tell others and others and others until down to our generation they're still telling others and we're still telling others aren't you glad that someone told someone that led to someone telling you <laughs> it, it works like that and the Lord and it's more one on one and family that it happens through and if it had been done right with a few of the unsaved people that are brought in from saved families it, it should have got to the point where everyone believes but it's not it's going the other way the Christian families are people in there that don't believe they're not getting them in they're losing them to the world that's very sad how, how sad must be the Lord that Christian families are not keeping their own not holding their own to glorify the Lord forever. Okay, the next one. Matthew 9 and verse 36. Matthew 9. And 36. You could put this with the motivation one, but it, we've got a different one for it. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they were faint. They fainted and were scattered abroad 
as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labourers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labourers into his harvest. <clears throat> An M that goes there with the thought that's contained in there, in about one, two, three, four, about the sixth word, I think. It's uh, the word starts with M, but it's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> when it, it means the same. Well, contained in that, when he saw the Multitude. multitudes. I almost had it, I think. How big's the task? How massive. massive? Oh, there's a good word. We should write this out. <laughs> Magnitude, the size of it all. You know, just yeah. You think seven billion people? I mean, if you started counting when you were born and. You'd still be counting when you died and still wouldn't get to 7 billion. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I don't think you'd get to that many, uh, you know, to a second, work out how many seconds you live. And you see, it's a huge task. But you see, when it started back in Pentecost and the number of the disciples, yeah, it says they were added to the church, but then they were multiplied. When you start multiplying, you know, when it started like snowballing, you know, you get this ball of snow rolling and that's what happens in revivals when many people get saved and then the, the effort is going out through many workplaces in many towns across many countries and uh, that's what the Lord wants, the magnitude of soul. He saw the multitude and he, this is the Lord Jesus. This is the creator that said this of the universe and the world and men. He, he looked and said, look, he was moved with compassion on them. They were fainted, uh, they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. When you think of it, in his generation, when he left, when he left after three years of ministry, how many people did he leave to do the work? Twelve. At twelve, did he trained. There are others that had believed. There's not a whole lot of people and he is the son of God. Don't be discouraged when it doesn't seem to be working. God's working anyway. Providentially he's working and souls get saved. But the magnitude is, is massive. We've got means now. What, are we, what means have we got, Robbie? Yeah, that. <laughs> that. <laughs> the internet. People can listen in. I was listening on the way here to a man preaching the word. It called, anyway. <laughs> it, <coughs> it, was, it was it was on the radio. It was it, it seems to be one oh one or something. I don't know what channel it was. It's on there when we come to prayer meeting. Someone preaching the word. Other people are preaching the word. There's a word going out all the time. And if people want to hear it, they can hear it. If they want to know, they can know. <laughs> Ask your phone, how can I become a Christian? It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Did it? Okay. You know, 
Yeah, and that, that, they just have to ask the question and don't even have to type it in. Press the, what that thing, that thing, press the microphone <laughs> and it comes up. What do you, I'm listening sort of thing. Ask the question. You know, it's not that people can't hear the message, it's they don't want to hear the message. And it's available freely. But the magnitude is, it is big. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. And that decision is where God is judging them, not their deciding to follow him. And that's in the time of tribulation. It's the sand of the sea for a multitude of people. Do you know if that's advertising with um, one will put a thousand sort of flight and two ten thousand? Does that have to do with preaching? No, that's more that that's the Jewish nation as a nation will put the flight the enemies that come against them yeah Um, the next one first corinthians chapter three first corinthians chapter three verse six got to finish we're nearly at the end oh we were here before I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Who saves the soul? God does. He is the, yes, the master is what you said, Mel. Lip read. He is the master, the master of soul winning. He is the one that saves the soul. Does he want any to perish? No, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants everyone. So, if we believe in a providential God and a sovereign God, he can come along with a big stick and a hammer, an axe or a whip, and just, you, you. He doesn't work that way if he did everybody would be saved he gives them the choice of free will and we all have it yeah it doesn't it's not based on love it's based on ouch yeah it's based on free will but it's the loving no force no no he invites Come unto me, all you that labour and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Whosoever will may come. Yeah, and it's important to understand that from Scripture. Otherwise, Scriptures make no sense with all these whosoever's and everything that we can, we find in there. Um, what, oh, there was one more. Is is that there? Yes, Second Corinthians four verses three to six. Second Corinthians four. Three through to six, but if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden from them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them who believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in your hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. 
who do we find here resisting the gospel going out? Who was the one that blinds the minds of those that believe not? We know his name is Satan. Satan. So how can we put an M to him? <laughs> Manipulator. I put down some more guesses first. <laughs> yes. He's been listening to the sermon a long time ago. <laughs> the the malefactor. <laughs> That's who he is. He doesn't want God's word to go out. He doesn't want us to put on the gospel shoes and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace because he knows that the, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation as according to Romans 1.16 and if he can stop people going, he can stop people hearing. And he's the malefactor. He wants everyone to go to hell with himself. And he is going to hell, whether he think it's it's uh, it's amazing. He can hear what we're saying. We we can quote the Bible and tell him his end. Just read Revelation, and he knows the Bible better than us. But he still persists in doing what he's doing. That's how. No, he cannot be saved. He cannot be healed. He cannot come back. He's he's done. He's made his decision when he decided to rebel in the presence of God in heaven and. He knew everything before. He knew all that could be known to, re, to maintain his position and his obedience, but he rebelled. He's a malefactor and doesn't want it to work. And <clears throat> I noticed that I'd had a sermon that I'd pr had some other M's in as I was looking through, and I didn't have it before I put the bulletin together, but there's the mystery, the might, and the miracle of soul winning too. And they would all have verses that we could... Um, tie with the, the gospel shoes the mystery that, that, that's in Ephesians <laughs> Paul received in chapter 3 there he received the revelation of the mystery which is the gospel of Jesus Christ which they didn't have as it is in the Old Testament in the New Testament they didn't have it in the Old Testament the might <clears throat> we don't go in our own strength but his and the miracle that anyone gets saved at all and praise the Lord for that.